This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 4th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Senator John McCain's final journey ended Sunday on a grassy hill overlooking the Severn River on the grounds of the United States Naval Academy. A horse-drawn caisson carrying the senator's casket led a procession of mourners from the chapel to the cemetery on Sunday following a private service. The U.S. Navy band played marches along the way, and several hundred Naval Academy midshipmen lined the path. A flyover of military aircraft did a missing man formation to honor the Navy pilot who was shot down in Vietnam and held for more than five years as a prisoner of war. After the American flag was removed from the casket, a grieving widow, Cindy McCain, pressed her cheek to the surface while his two sons, Jimmy and Jack, shared a hug. Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis presented flags to both Cindy McCain and Roberta McCain, who is the senator's 106-year-old mother. His son Jack said of his father, he fought hard, obstinately, exuberantly, because he liked to fight, but more importantly, because he believed in what he was fighting for. My father fought and suffered, endured defeats, rose from the ground, fought again to keep faith with his heroes, to safeguard the country he loved and her causes, to be a better man, and to make a better world. Senator McCain is buried next to his Naval Academy friend, Admiral Chuck Larson, and in a recent memoir, McCain had said that he wanted to be buried at the Naval Academy, quote, near where it all began. The Maryland State Police are investigating yet another wrong way crash along Route 50 where two people died early Sunday morning. Just before 1 a.m. on Sunday, troopers were called to Route 50 at the Ridgely Avenue overpass for a report of a two-vehicle crash. They found that a sober Ford Expedition was traveling westbound in the eastbound lanes of Route 50 when it crashed into a motorcycle that was carrying two people. The two people on the motorcycle identified as Donald Tyner, 56, and Janelle McDougal, 45, both of Baltimore, were killed instantly and declared dead at the scene. The driver of the Ford Expedition was arrested and transported to the Annapolis Barracks for processing. They have not released the driver's identity yet as they are waiting the charges against him to be formally filed. In Navy news, Navy opened their season 0-1 as they fell to the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors 59-41. Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald threw for 428 yards and six touchdowns to route the Navy 59-41. Hawaii got things started early and really never looked back, scoring on their first six possessions and went into the half leading 38-14. Things looked like they might turn around for Navy early in the third quarter. Zach Aby was the beneficiary of two short yardage touchdowns with an 85-second time frame, but the Rainbow Warriors put the game out of reach for the mids after McDonald threw a 31-yard touchdown in the early parts of the fourth quarter. Navy is traveling back home and will have their home opener on Saturday against Memphis. That game time is scheduled for 3.30 p.m., and you can get your tickets at NavySports.com. Speaking of football, let's look to the Ravens and M&T Bank. Augie Chiesera, who's the president of the Greater Baltimore and Chesapeake region for M&T Bank, said people are energized and excited about the fall. And M&T Bank is changing up their advertising for the season. And last year, their ads featured quarterback Joe Flacco making pancakes for children and participating in community events. And Flacco will still be featured in some of the ads, but... 
they're really focusing on Ravens fans to be the central figure. The ads will depict fans tailgating, taking selfies outside of M&T Bank Stadium, and celebrating big plays by the Ravens. It all seems like it's great for M&T Bank Stadium and M&T Bank. However, the Ravens are still facing an uphill battle. In addition to missing the playoffs for the last three seasons, the Ravens have been dealt a noticeable decline in attendance and the team's poor play and displeasure from fans about the players kneeling during the national anthem. In an interview with the Baltimore Business Journal, Ravens president Dick Cass said that he had spoken with some season ticket holders and sponsors who say that the team has become mediocre. He expects the team to get over the hump this year. Chiasera said that he had had similar conversations with some of their sponsors as well, and they are doing what they can on their part to see what they can change and get them over the hump. Chiasera did say that M&T Bank is very excited about the recent upgrades to the stadium, including a field-level party suite, four-corner video boards, a new PA system, and stronger Wi-Fi, and Chiasera said they are, quote, unbelievable and incredible. Hopefully the team will be able to match those two words as we get underway with the season. The Ravens do have their home opener against Buffalo Bills at 1 p.m. on Sunday. If you are a beer drinker and you like Guinness Blonde and you've had one in the last week, there's a good chance that one was brewed here in Baltimore. The first batch of the Guinness Blonde, which is coming out of the Baltimore County Brewery, rolled out to bars and liquor stores last week. The $80 million Guinness Open Gate Brewery and Barrel House officially opened on August August 3rd on the site of the historic Calvert Distillery in Relay and has drawn thousands of people to its tap room since then. A 100 hectoliter brewery on site will be the new production home for Guinness Blonde, which currently is brewed in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, presumably in the old Rolling Rock Brewery. Of course, Guinness Stout is still brewed exclusively in Dublin. How do you know if you're drinking a Baltimore brew? Easy. Look at the packaging. It'll have a Made in Baltimore label as well as an image of the Maryland flag. Welcome to Maryland and welcome to Baltimore, Guinness. And speaking of local things to drink and eat, don't forget about the Maryland Seafood Festival. It is the 51st one. It's going to be coming up on Saturday and Sunday over at Sandy Point State Park. They've got tons of musical talent. They've got hands-on exhibits, demonstrations, of course, the crab soup cook-off, and much, much more. Tickets are available. You can get them at abceventsinc.com. And if you use the code I2018, and that's I like eyeball, E-Y-E-2018, you can save 25% on all of your tickets. Online tickets are on sale now, so don't delay. Get them now. Save the hassle at the gate. And we'll see you next Saturday and or Sunday at the 51st Annual Maryland Seafood Festival. That is about it for the top news today. Please check in with ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do have updates you do want to check out our photo gallery from the McCain service on Sunday. Some very, very moving pictures there as well. A little bit toward the end of this, I've got some special words, so please stay tuned and listen to them. But up now, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. It's the Navy football and Bud Light golden ticket giveaway. Join I on Annapolis and Navy football this Saturday from 1230 to 330 for a chance to win VIP Bud Light golden tickets to see the Navy midshipmen take on the Memphis Tigers. Four lucky winners will be selected for the ultimate Bud Light football fan experience. Come on out to McGarvey's Saturday from 1230 to 330 for the Bud Light golden ticket party. Bring some friends or make some new ones because it's all about building friendships. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Tuesday, September 4th. 
It's the big first day of school in Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County, and it'll be a hot and humid one for all grades with high temps upper 80s to mid 90s and heat indices 95 to 105 degrees. Same goes for Wednesday and Thursday. More heat, humidity, and highs in the 90s before a frontal boundary moves through the region on Friday and brings with it a likelihood of showers and storms and temps in the mid-80s. Okay, that's it for the week. Have a great day out there, and be sure to follow DMV Weather anywhere all the time at dmvweather.com or on social media via Twitter or Facebook, or especially on our free app that you can download from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store on all of your devices by searching for DC MDVA Weather so you can always stay weather-informed. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. There are 533 miles of shoreline in Anne Arundel County alone. We are literally surrounded by water. We boat in it. We paddle in it. So let's celebrate. Together with the Annapolis Sailing School, the folks at Capital SUP and Live Water Foundation have put together the inaugural Annapolis Water Sports Festival. Save the date, Saturday, September 15th from noon to 5 at the Annapolis Sailing School campus. Try out all sorts of non-motorized water sports, stand-up paddleboarding, kayak, and of course, sailing. Groove to the sounds of pressing strings and enjoy yoga, kids' activities, and more. It is the perfect way for the entire family to end the summer. And you could even drive away with a brand new stand-up paddleboard of your very own. Tickets are on sale now at whatsuptix.com, or you can just go to Facebook and search for Annapolis Water Sports Festival. Remember, September 15th, noon to 5 p.m. at the Annapolis Sailing School on Bemby Beach Road. It is the inaugural Annapolis Water Sports Festival. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. Today marks a very special day for us. It was exactly one year ago today that we launched the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. And to mark that milestone, I wanted to simply say thank you. First of all, thank you to all of the listeners and subscribers. On average, about 36,000 of you download this daily brief each month. If you listen to this and you don't subscribe, please do. Just go wherever you would get your podcast. It could be the Apple Podcast app, Downcast, Overcast, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, or even your Amazon Echo device. That way, the daily briefing is delivered right to you, just like the newspaper, but more reliably and without cluttering up your driveway. But when you do subscribe, there's no hunting for it. The most recent episode is right there at the top, ready for you to listen to it on your schedule. But enough of that. To the tens of thousands who listen each month, thank you. I also need to thank some other people as well. Scott McMullen, the host of the Annapolis podcast, and you should certainly listen to that. He started this podcast movement several years ago and is truly the impetus behind the Maryland Crabs and this one. So Scott, thank you. You are the podfather of Annapolis, and I forgive you for stealing that bottle of wine from Trivia that night. To Tim Hamilton, my co-host on the Maryland Crabs, again, another podcast that you should be listening to. Just like with the Maryland Crabs, he's the one that pushed me to start this daily brief. Well, push might be too strong of a word. He just kind of whined until I said okay, but he was absolutely right, and to Tim, thank you. Gene Deems. Gene is the man about town, and he knows everyone and is so tuned in with the nonprofit world and technology. He took me to breakfast at Mission Barbecue, and his enthusiasm for smart speakers and the emerging technologies really pushed me to write the application for delivering this daily news brief over the Amazon Alexa system. Also, he keeps me on my toes, and when there's a typo or a glitch or I got the wrong date, Gene is always there with a helpful tweet. 
to Paul Sakalowski, a good friend from Philly who has more than 30 years of radio and audio production under his belt. Thanks for always answering my calls and texts and helping me out whenever I need it. The listeners of the Daily News Brief may not know the name, but they certainly know the voice. Paul is the guy that did the original introductions, and he's also the one that voiced the new ones that you're hearing for year two. And on the technical end, Paul, I couldn't have done it without you. To the various sponsors we've had throughout the year. Yes, we do accept sponsorships and it is surprisingly affordable. But to Sean O'Neill from RBC Wealth Management, thank you. To Steve Samaras at Zachary's Jewelers, thank you. Alan Hyatt at Severn Bank, thank you. To Brian Riddle at Homestead Gardens, thank you. To Kevin and Brian from Capital Sup and the Annapolis Water Sports Festival, thank you guys. To Ashley and Sharon from Kegs and Corks, you too. Colleen from Anne Arundel Recreation and Parks and the Twist and Stout and Lifeline 100 programs. Can't forget about you. Nor can I forget about Scott Smith from Annapolis Home Expos. You all have really had a key part in helping us grow. And finally, a huge shout out and a giant thank you to George Young of DMV Weather. He has been with me every step of the way and bringing you a daily, hyper-local, and extremely accurate, I might add, weather forecast. I would say that he missed one, but that's not true. I screwed up and put the wrong recording in. But a giant thank you to George. And please check out his website and download his app. You can go to dmvweather.com. It's free and it's an app you're not going to regret having. There you go. One year in the books, on to year two. And once again, to everybody involved, my most heartfelt thanks for your support. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.